listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, H-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. On everybody, welcome in here. Week 15, getting you all set up. We already had fireworks on Saturday. A couple of tremendous games here. Looking for a great slate today. Bill Krakenberger with us from crackwins.com. Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. And I'll tell you what, man, I see Jeff on our our little Zoom chat over here. He looks like a famous singer there, Crack. You know, he's got the... (laughs) It's kind of like the the lighting looks very Stephen Tylerish from Aerosmith or something. Where are you at, Jeff? I'm at my parents' house in Los Angeles, and uh, bright and early. And um, no, it's just like they have like a mirrored uh, uh, closet door here. So that's what you're looking at: a mirrored door with the lights. Um, yeah, I'll tell but you the what. reflection does look like that. You're right. Yeah, the little I, stars yeah. coming at us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you're a, a man, and, from- and you're in Hollywood, baby. It distract right. everyone from all the bad picks I've had for three weeks in a row in the NFL now. Um, I will say, I love the ease of being able to watch sports now. For example, last night I was at a bat mitzvah, and so I could not watch the Bills game live. So I just watched the whole thing this morning on the condensed game. Like, it's, like, done. I, I didn't miss anything, I feel like. I, you know, I wasn't part of the conversation last night, but I just watched the whole thing in 30 minutes. What's better than that? Yeah. It is pretty awesome, and sometimes I can't tell you how many things I've gone to weddings and I just on my phone. I'm watching. Oh, games we were on watching my phone. on our phones at the party last night. There were some Bills fans there that oh, wow. were like, they were just like, and it, it, you know, the funny part of it's sort of like understood now that that's part of like life. Like if you're gonna schedule something on a, on a football day or basketball day, which is every Saturday or Sunday, like. We're not, you know, it, you know, during the, you know, during the service, obviously there were no phones, like, but at the party time, a couple hours in, a couple drinks, everyone's dancing. Yeah, I'm gonna put my phone like up next to the the, the water glass and have like the the Bills uh, Dolphins game on for a few minutes. You sound like Ari Gold uh, from uh, Entourage, okay, sneaking his phone outside, uh, you know, the holiday. You're not supposed to have the phone the whole day, but. That's not what Ari can do, and that's not what Jeff Schwartz can do. But it sounds like some of the other people there also were doing the same thing, Jeff, it sounds like. Yeah, because, again, like, there was a, a Bills fan there. I mean, it's a, it was a big game last night. Like, this was yeah. the game that determined the division, um, and it was an opportunity. And, I, you know, as a Chiefs fan, like, I was hoping for your Dolphins, Brian, to pull it through because that would have – the Chiefs would have been almost guaranteed to have the one seat. It's Houston, Seattle, Denver, and, and Las Vegas for the Chiefs. If the Buffalo Bills lose one more game, the Chiefs are going to get the one seed. And so I was rooting last night for the Dolphins to pull us off. And look, we said, okay, can Mike McDaniel and Tua figure it out after two straight weeks of we're going to see this one defense, we haven't figured it out, and you know they figured it out last night. I think you have to be excited as a Dolphins fan. You might not have gotten the win, 
But as far as the Mike McDaniel, can he make changes? Can he tweak things up? You saw last night, running the ball a lot more, especially against Buffalo's defense. Great. Run the ball. And then, look, we had some man beaters. There were some drop passes. Two was up and down. I think on the third down, there's still a little bit of – they throw the ball so short on third down sometimes. It, it worries me if you're like a – like, they need three yards, you throw the ball two yards. Uh, so how about you throw it four yards, right? Like, there's a little bit of that, and some of that is is kind of built in the offense. Um, you know, that final drive where they had to punt the ball back to Buffalo, you threw a ball on third and one for negative one yards, and you got tackled right there. You get a first down there, you bleed the clock out more. Like, those are the plays I think that if Miami wants to become that kind of elite team, those are the plays they have to get right. Yeah, that was the tough part. It was a g- great game. But the last couple of games for the Dolphins, it came down to can you get a stop? Can you get a stop against Justin Herbert and the Chargers and give your offense a chance? And it was this slow, methodical drive right down the field, converting on third down. They had the one, like Justin Herbert, where it was a beautiful tight window throw, short pass to Keenan Allen, and they both pointed at each other like, yeah! That was third down. You get off the field, you might win that game. Same thing last night. Can you get a stop? Can you at least get a stop, force a field goal, where you have a chance to respond? And they couldn't do it. And it was such a good game, and they were so close. They just couldn't get it done. It was weird, too, because the Bills cranked their running game up on that final drive. It It was a really interesting game the way it played out. In the snow, man, like that made it even better. Like that's Wasn't that what NFL fun football watching is. that second half? Wasn't yeah. that fun? That's what NFL really football was. is. And you mentioned, you know, the Bills rushing. Like the Bills, I, I think actually, you know, heading into this weekend, I think the, the team that's playing the best football in the AFC is the Bengals. And we'll find out, obviously, in Tampa today how they look. Um, because the Bills, I think, still, there's still some concerns with the uneven offense. You know, they're very, very Josh Allen heavy. And, and, and they have the, you know, the, the break glass – uh, in an emergency running the game, running game from Josh Allen, right? Like, like that's how you know yes. if they feel comfortable or not that they can win. Is as soon as they don't feel comfortable, they can yeah. win. Here comes Josh Allen running the football, and yep. and for like eight weeks this year, he kind of didn't do it. And the first game he really did it was in Kansas City in in that fourth quarter, and that's not a good sign though. Like they they prefer him not to do that. They don't have to, but that's the kind of you know their the break glass in, in case of emergency offense. And then, you know, defensively, the Dolphins just ran all over them. I mean, I they it. just did. So, I think, you know, the Bills are a slightly flawed team. I think the Chiefs have some flaws as well. The Bengals, and we'll see how they play today in Tampa Bay. Um, I think the Bengals, man, might be the best team in the AFC right now. They might be. How about the other game? We got it kicked off yesterday. <laughs> it was a classic. The greatest comeback in NFL history. The Amazing. Vikings trailed 33 nothing at halftime. Right when I came tweeted. all the way back. <laughs> Oh I no! Joke. What did you get? A cold thirty-three takes? nothing. I tweeted yeah. right when it was thirty-three nothing halftime, talking about uh, you know the, the, the NFL in general and how it's so hard to win, so hard to bet. I'll read the tweet: the four and eight Colts destroying the ten and three Vikings at the half. Like I always say, any given week in the NFL, uh, as much as my members know totals, props are so much stronger over the long haul. I wrote about that, and I think. They literally came back <laughs> within two quarters and, and tied them up. It was amazing and, and pulled ahead. But but then again, Brian, like we talked about on the podcast Thursday, it, it looked like too easy of a game. And the Sharps, right after our show, it's funny, Thursday night, right after our, our show taped, uh, the, the Sharps came in and scooped up Indy money. 
there. So uh, mm. and they actually did get the money. There were some games yesterday that that you, you shouldn't have lost that game. That game, if you're anywhere, if you have a pulse, you should have pushed. At worst, there was a couple threes actually for a while on that game. Three and a halfs. Even a one casino closed out here at four. So there was a three and a four. Yep. That That is uh, – and, and you know what? <laughs> if you bet the, the Buffalo game too, imagine the people at the end of that game laying the points saying, oh, my God. Yeah, I right here, buddy. He, right dro- here. He, he dropped right – oh, okay. But you want to know something, though? Yeah. I don't think he thought it out, Jeff. You you you're probably supposed to score there. They're supposed to uh, drag you into the end zone. I I, I you would know more than I, me, look, Jeff, being in that situation on the field. I would say that in a game where the weather is perfect, yes. that's fine. Like just right. go down, kick a field goal, be done with it. But in the snow, yes. I would advise him to score a touchdown. When the like, players in are the snow, clearing a path with their hands, in the yeah, snow, you're right. you score a touchdown, and then you 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 say okay to a, you have twenty seconds left with no timeouts. Good luck, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think if, if you're inside, the yep. weather's good, great call. It's a 25-yard field goal. Yep. Most of are going to make that. Should not be a problem. But when you have a game where you have players out there shoveling snow yeah. away from your kicking hands. zone, like that to me, and, and again, like, of course I would have loved to push that wager. Um, but I do think that in, in, the, in the weather, I would advise the running back to score in um, – in, in the you know just a regular game, I probably wouldn't do that. But um, yeah, look, in the end, Buffalo's outside that number for most of the game. So sure. like, I'm not really you know I, that wasn't. Yeah, I, you know. Miami actually. If you bet Miami and got a push in that game, you, you really felt like you got robbed. So can, you're right. Can we go back to the Colts for a second? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of us laughed when Jeff Saturday got the job. Of course. Right? And. The first weekend, he gave us two middle fingers. He went to Oakland or went to Vegas and won <laughs> and won that game. Uh-huh. But since then, the Colts have been atrocious. They've blown fourth-quarter leads right. in three of the last four games. Yeah. They allowed 33 points to Cowboys in the fourth quarter in a couple weeks ago. Do you remember? That game was 21-19. to It finished 54-19. I know. And then yesterday, you're up 33 nothing. Like, yeah. in the NFL, with the clock, the way the clock rules are in the NFL, I know the win probability was, like, 99%. I mean, that it, you can be 99%, you know, it, with two minutes left. But, like, with, like, 27 minutes left in the game, there were 99% win probability. Like, two more first downs, right? Like, one more field goal. It, it wasn't hard to just end the game. In college football, the time was unlimited, right? Like, with, with the clock stoppages, with the way teams score so quickly, you're down 35 points in college football. I can foresee a comeback happening. But in the NFL, it is, like, extremely hard, obviously, to blow a 33-point lead in any point of any game. And the Colts did it with relatively ease. Like, it wasn't even hard for the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings just got hot and converted two-point plays as well and just, boom, and won the game. It's crazy. It's a rough look for Jeff Saturday, and they were saying that during the game that he wants to be the head coach. He wants to shed the interim tag and does. be the head coach. Man, when you blow a 33-point lead on a standalone game against Kirk Cousins and company, like that's a, I don't know how you get the, the job going forward when you have that on your resume. And the other thing to mention is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is getting clowned by everybody over here, and I get it. Listen, it was the biggest... Uh, come back in a Super Bowl when the Patriots came back from 20 
eight to three. They were down yes. by twenty five, and it was the greatest comeback in NFL history yesterday when the Vikings came back. Look, I know he's the common denominator, but that is on the defense more than the offense. Like to clown Matt Ryan Correct. as if he was the reason is ridiculous. I don't know why more people aren't saying that. Um, yeah, I. I just think it's easy to blame the quarterback. You know, quarterback wins and losses is something we, we, we often talk about. And I think you look at a game like that, you think, like, you know, Matt Ryan could have made one more completion. He, like, he could have done something, right? Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's the defense. It's everything. I mean, you can't you can't blow a 33-point lead in the NFL. I, again, it's, like, nearly impossible to do with the clock. It really is. Um, and, the Vi- and, and, and the Colts found a way to, to do that. And the Vikings, though, guys, are complete frauds. They have 10 wins a season by less than seven points. They are going to, I don't know who's going to play in the playoffs, probably like an NFC East team, um, you know, but like they're going to get, they're going to get smoked in that first playoff. That was a big like. deal so for They're going to be like a seven, seven point dog or something like that, which is unusual. Well, they'll be at home. So yeah, like they'll be the, either the two or three seed and they're going to face either like the, the commanders. I would guess it's either Lions or Commanders or Seahawks. So it's one of those three teams. Yeah, I they're the not going to be a dog. A dog I think the Giants will be out of it, yeah. but yeah. Um, by then. But like it, it's, they're just a flawed football team, and the, you can't keep winning these one-score games and expect to um, to be good in the playoffs. The NFC playoffs are kind of interesting because I think you look at a situation where a lot of the road teams in the playoffs can end up winning those games, right? You look at the Cowboys on the road at Tampa Bay. You look at the Lions on the road either at, at uh, San Francisco, which I think the Niners are obviously good, but still have Purdy, or yeah. at, at the Vikings. Like, it's going to be a fun NFC playoff picture. It will be a lot of fun. By the way, uh, are you guys on Argentina or France today? Which are you uh, going I with? Took the, I, just took the, I just took the underdog, France. Just cause you went with I just, France? I took the what are you on, money. Crack? Are you more on props? You're on a messy prop don't, here? Don't know. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I did not bet the game. Who, who, who? Like Messi has to win this game more. Like he needs this, right? Like this is like a legacy. Got to have him, it, right? Yeah. Got to have it for yeah. I kind of like there's a little a little early sports on today. I mean, it's got it's on right here. Like you know the the two best strikers in the in the in, in the sport playing today. See, there's some soccer terms. Striker, yeah, there you, you go. like that. Very nice. Um, yeah, I know that term because I know the U.S. doesn't have one. That's the only reason why <laughs> <laughs> I know the term is the U.S. doesn't have a, a striker, a very, a very good one. So, But Messi, man, I'll tell you what. Again, I, I watch soccer every four years. His footwork, well, geez. Oh, it's, na- like, it's just insane, it's, it, man. It, it's, it's crazy. I, I have a very uh, – a lot of admiration, I should say, for Messi, even though I've watched all of, like, you know, once every four years, and if the game's on, I watch it. Yeah, well, he screwed up the penalty kick for me when I had a bet on which team will score first in the first half, and he didn't get it done against Poland. So he's been fabulous this whole tournament, and uh, he didn't come up for me. You know, he didn't come through for me, so I'm still mad at Messi. uh, uh, Tease and peas, buddy. If if you're betting a first half in a World Cup game. (laughs) I I accidentally did that. I was was like, Argentina is way more aggressive. They're going to score first compared to Poland. Enter the bet. Oh, shoot. It's just the first half. I don't like it nearly (laughs) as much. Welcome to soccer betting. Hey, new users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. We've got Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. We've got Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com, sports handicapper. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, a couple of teams that are making major progress, but can they take another step forward today? 
We'll get to that right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com. Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to check out the new-looking features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's live betting, the Daily Lions Boost, or the Cash Out feature. New users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. Goal! Of course, Messi <laughs> came through on a penalty kick. I didn't have wow. a dime on Argentina, but you couldn't come through against Poland. Freaking uh, messy over there. But Argentina up one nothing in the early going here. We're in, what, the 25th minute. So there you go. There's your soccer update. You're all caught up. Now, if we turn our attention to the NFL over here, a couple of teams making progress. Did they take another step forward today? Jacksonville. Nice win on the road last week against the Titans, who are crumbling. But nice win for Jacksonville. Can they take a step forward today against Dallas? How about the Lions? Lions have played really good football as of late. They're on the road against the Jets, and they are underdogs here. You got the Jets up to a point-and-a-half favorite. Zach Wilson is behind center for the Jets. Mike White wasn't cleared, has that rib injury, so he can't go. Zach Wilson and Gang Green favored against the Red Hot Lions. What do you make of this, guys? Okay, but before we get into the football part of this crack, this line did not move at all when it was announced that Zach Wilson was like I was on the Jets early this week. I put I gave my podcast on Thursday. You know, obviously injuries change things. I, I can't really change it now. But I like the Jets here at minus one when it was Mike White at quarterback, right? I just think the Lions they're they're playing well, but they're on the road. It's outside in New York. That that defense is good. Mike White got a little bit better last weekend. Like I feel like it's a good matchup for the Jets. Poor matchup for the Lions. But the line did not move with Zach Wilson at all, being announced as starter. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, how big of a game, by the way. I know it doesn't sound like it should be. This is one of the biggest games of the week. You're going to have those Week 15 games, Week 16 games, jockeying for playoff position. This is one of them. Both of these teams need this game. And Before I go into this next thing, you pick the one game, guys, that someone I know in town – had every penny of liquid cash and chips he had. He bet 367000 on the Jets last night. The only reason why I know, I was with him. I watched him do it. Walked into a sports book, 367000 on the Jets, minus one. They moved to two and a half instantly. And uh, that that that's his big game for the weekend. Wait, you know how, what? How much He's again? a pretty lucky. 367 That's what he had. Wait, okay, he, so... <laughs> he just, it's just, I'm just so fat. It's just in his account, and he's like, yo, like, I want, I want this on this game. This is actually unbelievable. It's even better than an account. It was liquid on the counter, like literally a bag full of money. He did. He knew he had three fifty, but he took the money out of his pocket too. And then he had the seventeen thousand, and and literally bet every penny on the. I was going to talk about it throughout the day, and here, here we, you got it right, nice and early, three hundred and sixty-seven thousand on the Jets, and uh, laid the one point. Was thinking about the money line, but wind up laying uh, one point. Wow. And uh, that, that's the big bet for the day for, for a friend of mine. Now, he's not. What, hey, Crack, what do you always friend. say? Where you're you know like, what? when you're betting a side, they're like, no problem. 
Yeah, but no if he's betting a total or a prop, they're like, <laughs> or, we got to call waves of the, managers. With, yeah, with the same exact sports book, you could bet five hundred dollars on a college basketball total max. But on an NFL side. <laughs> Bring what you want, buddy. And that's the reason why NFL, guys, is so hard to beat betting sides. But I know it's the fashionable thing. It's the colorful thing. Even me, the crack wins, guys. They want an NFL side every week, so I'll give them one that I think should be a winner. But listen, it is. You're, Brian, you hit it on the head. The, the proposition bets, the totals, the first half totals, you guys have seen uh, throughout the season how we've done on them. We've held our own. Uh, but, you know, I, I even say the big dogs. Have you see last week um, we, we really cashed in on all the big dogs. So it's uh, when you see someone do that, and listen, obviously this guy can afford to do this. It's more of a fun thing for me to watch him do it. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're, Brian, you're right, though. There was no hesitation uh, from the bookmaker at all. They put it wow. in, made a phone call. Yeah, take it, whatever you want. I mean, so there you go. There's a big side that my buddy's sweating. I, I think that the line is at least telling you there's a lot of skepticism about Jared Goff playing outdoors because if it hasn't moved, it's actually moved in the Jets' favor, even though Mike White is out, Zach Wilson is in. Yep, just like is Jeff that said, your yeah. buddy's rationale? Is he just betting against Jared Goff? What's he thinking when he's making a bet? Yeah, he just thinks – and by the way, that's a very good point. Goff uh, outside has had, hasn't had much success. Uh, and the Jets in this particular game, though, um, Jeff's right. This game opened up at, like, pick one – and it stayed that same line, maybe even a little bit, like you said, after the quarterback announcement, even at a little smidgen of a half point at some of the sports books on the Jets. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out when we have our, our buddy coming on from BetMGM, Jason. Uh, I'd like to find out what, 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 the, uh, what the situation is in this game because now, as we speak now, a tiny little hint of money has come back on Detroit. Yeah. So I'm looking at my live odds screen. There was twos where, and even that two and a half where he bets down to two. Think about that. The guy bets $367,000. <laughs> and they moved the line the other way about 20 minutes ago. So that, that shows me something. Like I said, this is really one of the big games of the day. Uh, you know, the Jets coach had them guys fired up even though they lost, but did yeah. cover versus Buffalo. Uh, I, I, they like the thing. That I, you know what? They they might have lost like a couple games in a row here. Yeah, they, uh, well, they a, lost they lost the Vikings on in, yeah. in Minnesota, yeah. um, and I believe they did not cover that game, right? And then they and then they because they lost by five, I believe, and the mm-hmm. line was, like, yeah, was they, three or three three yeah. and a half, something like that, maybe four for the Vikings. Yeah, we and then they game. lost uh, in Buffalo, but they covered as you mentioned the spread right. last weekend was nine, I believe, right or ten, and they won. Ten. Uh, they lost yeah. by eight. Nine and a half. Um, I just find the Zach Wilson thing so fascinating because Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, came out this week and said he's still the same guy that was 18 for 18 in his bowl game. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah, he, did you see that? That's <laughs> that, what he said. That's just, that's and, just this horrible validation I'm of like, this can still be our guy over here. It was like, like Western Kentucky in the 2020 Bahamas Bowl during the COVID year. Like, what are we God. doing, coach? Like, can, wow. you, can you say, like, hey, man, yeah, it was a good game against uh, this NFL team he played, <laughs> not <laughs> the Bahamas Bowl or something they played in. Um, like, it, it, I just, they just, there's a very, they very clearly do not trust him. Like very yeah. clearly, right? I, 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 they demoted him from first string to third string, all right? And now they're basically saying, like, Joe Flacco, you ain't the guy. We'll, we'll put Zach Wilson back in there, which is fine. But this is a big prove-it game for Zach Wilson. Like, dude, like you're, you're, you just lost your job. How do you respond now getting your job back? 
Are you going to use it as a motivation? Hey, I need to, I, I need to, you know, I need to play better. Are you going to use it? Are you going to pout and be like, oh, well, I can't believe they gave my job back? Like, what, what are you a different version of yourself? And I'm really curious to find out. It does feel like a big crossroads game for Zach Wilson because the Jets are still in playoff contention. Let's oh, say yeah. they win this game. The Lions have been hot. They've won five of their okay. last six. The only loss was a narrow defeat on Thanksgiving against Buffalo on a last second. They should have won. Yeah. So if the Jets can win, if Zach Wilson plays well, all of a sudden they're eight and six. They're in line for a potential playoff berth, and he might be the guy going yeah. forward. If he doesn't play well, it's the exact would, opposite. Would would you have would you have thought in week fifteen that the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets is Amazing. a playoff? Imagine um, that. Like atmosphere game for both teams, right? The Lions are fighting for wild card seating. Uh, they're not yeah. going to catch, you know, Minnesota. Um, they're fighting for wild card seating, and the Jets are fighting for the same thing. They're fighting for the wild card right now. And they who would have thought? Who would have thought? Detroit. Yeah, who would have thought Rams Packers on Monday night would be a snooze fest? It's like <laughs> yeah, it, this isn't for anything. It's, it, yeah, in, in you know even tonight, like Commanders and and Giants, like that's a Absolutely. wild card, basically elimination. Absolutely, game. Yeah. A, a great. A, you you wouldn't think so. You're right. You guys are right. This is and Brian pointed out tomorrow night. Boy, that's scheduler boy. I don't know what he's doing. He no he <laughs> he thought so that that would be a big game, but you're right. Tonight's game is is a bigger game than that and. The Jets, uh, Detroit is, um, like I said, they started out one and six. There was talk that they were going to fire Campbell. I mean, just think about that. What a turnaround this could be. If if Detroit wins this game and Detroit goes to the playoffs, he may get the – I don't know what his odds are, but he's maybe talk of a coach of the year, at least comeback coach of the year for sure. Yeah, it is. It's a crazy turnaround right there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, We want to work in. You know, we're looking at soccer. It's all about passing to your teammates. You know, we're watching the World Cup final right now. we got to pass the ball to our Lionel Messi. That would be Isaac Lowenkron with the latest. Ilo, what's going on, bud? Fellas, it has been a messy start to the World Cup final in a good way. Argentina has a one nothing lead over France in the 34th minute on a goal by the aforementioned Lionel Messi on a penalty kick in the 23rd minute. And, fellas, I'm going to play two versions of it. First, the English version on Fox, and then the Spanish version with Andres Cantor on Telemundo. Here we go. Messi scores! Aquí viene Messi. Va Messi. Messi gol. Yeah, I'll take the Denver omelet with hash browns. About 15 minutes, okay. Thank you. Do you shop a lot? Really? You know, I once had to go to that dry cleaner three times before I got them starts the way I wanted. Okay, he's wrapping up. I got to go. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. 
So again, fellas, Argentina has a one nothing lead over France in the 35th minute in the World Cup final. In the NFL on Saturday night, the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins were tied at 29 on the final seconds. Buffalo's Tyler Bass attempting a 25-yard field goal, and here was the Andres Cantor of Buffalo, the venerable John Murphy on WGR. The win hangs in the balance. The snap is good. The hold is good. The kick is up. The kick is good. It is good. The fireworks go off. The Bills go back to the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. This crowd is going crazy. In the NBA Saturday night, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns went crazy. 58 points as they rallied from a 24-point third-quarter deficit to beat New Orleans 118-114. to In college football on Saturday night, go! <laughs> in football, college football, who scored a goal in college football, I love? No, it wasn't the Cougs. They didn't score anything. I just I, I just uh, ruptured the ACL in my larynx, by the way. Argentina has just scored, fellas, to take a 2-0 lead over wow. France in the 36th minute of the World Cup final. Where was I? College football Saturday night. Southern misses Frank Gore. Junior rallied for an NCAA bowl record 329 yards in a 38-24 victory over Rice in the Lending Tree Bowl. But again, moments ago, Argentina just scored again. They lead France 2-0 in the World Cup final now in the 37th minute. Back to you. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. Follow the money. Real good money. All right, we welcome in Jason Scott, BetMGM VP of Trading. He's here with us on Countdown to Kickoff. Welcome in, Jason. Happy Week 15 uh, to you. I imagine two good results last night with the Dolphins underdogs covering, the Colts underdogs covering. Who do you need most today in Week 15 at the NFL? Well, with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags today, gents, uh, the Cowboys look the ultimate pros versus Joe's game. Uh, we've seen money both. Uh, for for the spread and for the money line, Cowboys. We've had four games of NFL, and although we have, as you mentioned, we had those two two covers this day, we've had four favourites win. So the chalk money line parlays are starting to line up. So I'd like to see a couple of couple of favourites beat in this early slate. Looking at at the at the Bucks and and the Bengals game, you know the number sat at three and a half all week. Uh, hasn't moved off of that at all. Is there is there money in one direction? It feels like everyone would be on the Bengals this week. Yeah, I think we'll end up there. Right now, we're about 55% uh, both spread our money line to the Bengals. So I suppose it probably means we want the Bucks on the money line. Uh, but I think as we see the money in these second slate comes as the day goes, I think it's going to be a pretty significant need for us, the Bucks. Jason, way back in week one, you told us on this same program, and we kind of laughed with you, at the biggest sucker bets you had coming in, you said someone bet 10000 on the Jets uh, to win maybe the Super Bowl, I think, I th- or, and, and then 10000 to win either the division or the, the actual conference. I don't know which one. I, I, are you guys in fear of that now a little bit, that they may – like, will you over-adjust? This is a great question, maybe even for later weeks. Will you over-adjust as the weeks go on 
because of a big position where someone can win seven figures with you, will that be reflective in the line? And will us as players be able to benefit maybe uh, for an ex- by an extra half a point or something betting against a team that you may have too much exposure on going into the playoffs? No, we don't do that deliberately. I think there's enough over-around in the futures that we just put that market in the drawer and forget about it. Wow. So okay. we, we, would, we, would never, we would never let a futures market have any impact. Even the soccer's a really good example. We've got Argentina going for several houses, but we were still, we were still at market in, in the game. It looks like it's going to cost us. Um, you know, at, right now, our very, very worst result of the, is the Dolphins. Um, we've, we've laid quite a lot of money in them mid-season, but we, we, we would never change on that. We like to take every game's individual. We are big enough, and we bet on enough events that we'll, uh, we treat everyone and try and find the price where we can get money on both sides. Wow, cool. You know, Jason, the line movement's been pretty interesting to me for a couple of games where you know Mike White is out, the Lions have been hot, but the Jets are favored, and the money has moved in their direction. The Lions moved in their direction gradually throughout the week. How about Denver, too? Russell Wilson's not going. The line has moved a lot in Denver's favor. Is there a line movement that has stood out to you the most of the week that you find the most interesting? Yeah, you picked it. And Bill's probably got a better understanding why it's happened than I, but that Jets game moving. It moved, and early in the week it moved um, against them, and then Mike White gets ruled out and it comes back their way, which certainly confused me and several of our traders. And, um, I, I probably didn't expect the Zach Wilson power to, to be there. Uh, the 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 Bengals and the Cardinals is kind of like a who cares game. The handle there right now is the worst of the day, and I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to have a significant significant impact on our day. But yeah, definitely the Jets Lions is a an interesting one for me. I am a, a Chiefs fan, and a fourteen and a half point favorite on the road against Houston just screams they win that game by seven because they're the Chiefs. Are you seeing a, a bunch of sharp money on the Texans, kind of with that same mindset? Uh, well, no, we we are seeing a lot of sharp money on the Texans. The public, all it's nearly eighty percent the handle to the Chiefs, giving the minus fourteen. No one wants to take the really short, so we've actually got eighty percent of our money money line on the Texans. Obviously, hoping they can go three minutes better than they did against the Cowboys last week. But yeah, we're, we're going to be with uh, we're going to be with the um, the Texans to cover there. Jason, how about these primetime games tonight? You, you would think Washington Giants, old division game, but not a big deal. Actually, it is a big deal. It's a big deal for both teams. These teams fared off a couple weeks ago, played to a tie. Uh, and I'm sure right now you don't have any significant volume, but uh, are you expecting any volume on this game and even tomorrow night's game, which does look like a stinker. We talked about it earlier. Uh, like I said, when the scheduler made this, I'm sure he didn't think so. Green Bay Rams... These are probably not the probably not the best games you guys would want on a, a Sunday Monday night, but tonight's game will probably have more uh, of a significant impact uh, on the actual playoffs. What what's your take on these two games? No no significant volume yet, but do you expect it more towards game time? I can guarantee you we'll see all the games on because the favorites keep winning and people got money in their pocket. I mean, two weeks ago we had the worst Sunday of the year for us, and the Monday night money was just through the roof. Wow. Uh, so it depends on, on the um, trajectory where people are traveling. If there's money in people's accounts, Monday night football people bet. Even if it was the Texans and the Bears, they'd be, they'd be full. 
the Rams and the Packers. Look, they've still got enough players that are known to, to everybody. We'll see money, and then again, as you said, the divisional match tonight, where we you know got, one team's going to go a long way towards getting a playoff berth, aren't they? You know, you're right, though. People have money now. I've never seen the casinos around Las Vegas like they have. Last night, you could not move in the three casinos I was in. You just couldn't move. I've never seen casinos that packed on Saturday except for New Year's Eve. Typically, we don't have that kind of volume, that kind of crowds on on December, especially late December. People have money to gamble. People have money to spend. And like he said, they were so shocked sometimes even looking at the volume. So good stuff, Jace. Hey, Jason, man, always appreciate your time. Hope you have a happy uh, week 15, man. We'll catch you soon. Thank you, Jets. Thank you. There he is, Jason Scott, BetMGM VP of Trading. Okay, we've got Bill Krakenberger from CrackWins.com. We've got Jeff Schwartz, who is on the road in his Stephen Tyler Aerosmith-type background over there (laughs) at his parents' house. (laughs) Eight-year NFL veteran. I'm Brian No. Coming up next... So we've got Argentina, as Ilo mentioned, up 2 nothing in the yeah. World Cup. Who will be the Argentina and who will be the France of Week 15 in the NFL? We'll compare notes right around the corner on that subject. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by MetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is just about two hours and ten minutes until kickoff. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Hey, every Thursday, be sure to check out our Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM original podcast featuring yours truly, Brian No, Jared Smith, Bill Krakenberger. We give our takes on all the key lines. Get you set for the weekend in betting. That's every Thursday. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. I was thinking, am I hearing Dave Mustaine? Is that Megadeth? I'm not sure what that was right there. Wow. But Megadeth, let's dive another, into this. Another, another Megadeth mention. <laughs> Are you a Megadeth listen, fan over Megadeth. there? I got to listen to some Megadeth because Bri- oh, Brian man. is a big fan of them. Hey, listen, Countdown to Extinction, great album over there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, is it like good workout music? Absolutely. It could be. Yeah, you can absolutely get down to some Megadeth okay. over there. Yeah. All right, I'll try it out. out. Try it out. I, I don't know if today's a workout day. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, I mean, watching football can be a workout. You know what? You know, watching your bets lose every weekend can be a workout. I'm going through one of those streaks. You know, Crack doesn't know about this. He wins too much money. The, the, the rest of us know how this feels, where you just, uh-huh. like, you can't win a bet. Like, you just can't win. Because yeah. I have to do sides. I've told you this, Crack. I have to do sides for my podcast. And, like, it just stinks. Sides stink. They're like, Hard nothing is ever fun about. And, and college football, so I, I was one for one yesterday. Fine. Like, whatever. I, I, it, it, 
the thing about college football, like I've, I've said for a long time now, for the most part in college football, at least the games I wager on the Pac-12 conference, for the most part, they're never really that like that close. Like they're not, you're not really sweating things out, right? Like Oregon State won by 27. I had them minus the 10, and I had Cougars plus four and a half. They lost by 28. Mm. Like it wasn't even close. No sweat. NFL games just the come on, Bill, score! You gotta get that touchdown at the end of the game. Oh, he went out, he went down. No, like, there you just, go. Just the, so different. The soundtrack to watching NFL games and your bets, <laughs> Megadeth. There it is. Megadeth. Let's dive into this. Let's get some picks right now. Check this out. Parlay platter. Hey, place a first TD scorer prop on any pro football game at BetMGM. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to twenty-five dollars back in free bets. Okay, we each have one pick apiece. We put it together for our parlay platter over here. We'll start with you, Crack. What do you like yep. today? Well, I'm going to go to the team that cost me 86000 real dollars two weeks ago when I got knocked out of the survivor pool here in Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, even though I'm not a fan of the team, uh, I think the first half, which they tend to do good in first halves, uh, I like the first half ra- uh, Raiders. Let's go with the money line, though. Let's go minus 125 on the money line. Okay. I like it. I, I have the Raiders as one of my five today, so either that's good or bad because of my the way I've been going, who knows, crap. But I'm with you on the Raiders here. Like the, they, they just they've had some weird losses. Like they've had some weird losses in which were some good wins. Um, all right, so I I don't like going back here, but I'm gonna do Tennessee plus three. Mm. Tennessee's crushed me lately, but they're gonna run all over the Chargers. They should. Yeah, they should run the ball really well. You know, I'm going to look to Crack's friend. Okay, the line is just like, wait a minute, the Lions are hot and they're underdogs and we got Zach Wilson back. It doesn't make any sense. I'm laying the point and a half. I'm going with gang green today. There you All go. Right, there it is. All right, coming up next, teams moving in opposite directions. We'll meet today. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Just two hours until kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. So we got a couple of teams moving in different directions that actually face one another today. We'll start with the Titans at the Chargers. And the Titans have lost three straight. They've not only lost three straight, they've looked bad lately. They got smacked around pretty good by the Jags last week. Of course, we all know about Justin Herbert's stud performance against the Dolphins as they won on Sunday Night Football last week. Both teams are 7-6, and six, but you have the Chargers right now as the favorite. They're a, a typical three-point home favorite. Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting, the styles in this one. The Chargers' rush defense played so much better than I or anybody who watches football most likely anticipated against the Dolphins. The Dolphins yeah. couldn't run it at all, but I can't imagine that's going to be the story today against Derrick Henry. Uh, no, but you know, I thought just the, the you know Brandon Staley, we, we obviously knock him for, I think, some in-game management and just kind of general lack of you know some, some sort of offense that works for Herbert, right? It feels like a lot of times Herbert's just making it work uh, when there should be more dynamic parts of that offense. But he can coach defense sometimes. I mean, his defense can't stop the run. But, like, that was a, a defensive masterpiece, I thought, against the Dolphins, right? They just were very prepared. Um, you mentioned the run defense was was really prepared and, and, and ready to go. Um, and I, I just think today I, 
I think the Dolphins came out in that game, first of all, going back to all the way to last week now, and said, we want this to be a Tua game, right? Like, we want Tua to – this, to, and, and maybe they heard all the hype that week of heading into that game. Like, they want to be a Tua game. Because I did feel like they were kind of favoring maybe the pass. Like, last night it was a run, run game, right? Like, we're going to run the football. We're going to keep Tua out of harm's way. When there's opportunities, Tua will hit guys open. Like, it worked out, right? The, the Titans are not going to do that. The Titans are say, look – Derrick Henry's going to be our guy. He's always our guy in our offense. And we need to make sure that we get him going, which helps the entire team offensively, play-action pass, helps our defense stay fresh. Our defense is a big part of, of what we do. And, you know, last weekend they, they ran the ball well, but they didn't score a you know, point. And this is the problem with, I think, this team more than anything else right now in offense is they're not scoring points in the red zone as much. The offensive line is not as good. And two, like, they don't really have that dynamic pass game. So when you get in the red zone, everything kind of compresses down. It's hard for Tannehill to operate. Like, they need Burks to play today so they can just, like, hit a home run, right? They need a home run. They need a home run option. They don't have that. But for gambling purposes, guys, like, I – Tennessee plus three, I think, is a great bet. Like, everyone's off Tennessee. Everyone's on the Chargers um, after this. And you get three points – with a very well-coached team back against the wall. I, I like Tennessee here, guys. Yeah, they still have a two-game lead on uh, Jacksonville. And, and, you know, even though I think they dropped three in a row, but I, I, they, they just haven't played well of, as of late. But uh, is the Chargers – I know the Chargers are healthier now. Herbert's got some healthy guys. But, man, I, I, I just didn't think this game was – you agree, worthy of a three-point spread. But then again, this is one of those games where I just sit back and watch and say, wow – uh, you know, which way is this going to go? It can go. It looks like really it looks like two teams going in two different directions. But trust me, Tennessee doesn't want to go in that direction. They don't want to give up that that two game lead. And uh, I, I again, no action on this. And I'll say something I like saying to you guys. I'll be rooting for you. <laughs> oh man! Wait! Oh the kiss no! Kiss of death right now. <laughs> oh no! Oh <laughs> god! Just bet everything right. on the Chargers I, hey, right now. Bookies, I'm taking the Chargers now. I'm taking the Chargers now. <laughs> or I'm off, I'm off Tennessee. The the the, the, the and, and I think and I think my favorite person too bet Tennessee as well, and that's like a no. A no go. So I, I'm gonna have to change my pick for that. I, I'm I'm not gonna do no. that. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I get it, man. I, I just think again, if the Chargers, if the Titans run their game plan right, which again is run the football and they play very tough physical defense, the way the Chargers play their offense, it's a lot of short passes. We noticed that I think for a long time now. A couple home runs here and there, but they play that short passing game as a Tennessee defense. You're not going to complete many passes. Like they're big physical corners. They get in your face. They, they do the thing on defense, I think every team should do, which is I dare you official to call pass interference and holding every play. I, I, I dare you to do that. Seattle, for so many years, under Pete Carroll was that way, right? Like, we're going to be big, physical, tough. I dare you to call pass interference every play. And they don't. And they don't, right? And it gets offenses out of rhythm. They start complaining about penalties and not doing what they have to do to, to combat that and move the ball down the field. I, and I just worry in this game – the Chargers will get in that spot where they're not running the ball as well. Herbert's getting hit every play as he does. The wide receivers aren't kind of getting the separation they need, which, you know, again, Allen and Williams a little beat up, don't get separation as well. And the Tennessee's able to just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and, and, and cover the game. That's what worries me on, uh, uh, with the, the Titans' defense. I'm surprised I'm saying this, but they haven't played well. Their pass defense hasn't been good, especially lately. 
and the rush defense, they've given up 13 rushing touchdowns. And that's tied for first in the NFL. So when you think about Mike Vrabel and you think about the Titans, the first thing I think of, and most people do, is toughness, right? I think defense. We're grinding it out. And they just have not been good on the defensive side of the no. ball lately. They're, so against Herbert and throwing 30, around. You're right. You're right, Brian. Yeah. Their secondary is literally ranked the 31st in the NFL. Great point, Brian. Thank you, man. I, let's move to another one. Two teams moving in different directions. Bengals and Tampa Bay. So mm. the Bengals have been red hot. They've won five straight. Tampa, the opposite of red hot. But the Cincinnati Bengals really banged up. Their, their tight end is out, Hayden Hurst. You've got T. Higgins is questionable with a hamstring. Tyler Boyd is questionable with a finger. You got Trey Hendrickson out. Like There are a lot of yeah. guys that could affect this game today. But like we've been burned time and time again with Tampa. Yeah. So can you just back Tampa in this one spot? It would be really tough to do so, but it might be the winning side. Okay, this is one of those games I've mentioned before, the hold your nose and bet game, right, where – it's three and a half, and so if you're taking the Bengals here, you're just – it's a ter- – again, I've told this guy before many times. I'd rather take four. But just – the three and a half <laughs> is just like the worst number in all of wage. I can't stand three and a halves. I just – it's it's so bad. And, and and they're kind of begging you to take Tampa here, right, that plus three and a half. Like they're, they're begging, please take Tampa, please take Tampa, please take Tampa. Home dog. But yeah. the problem here – is Tampa Bay just sucks. <laughs> They're not any good. Like <laughs> they've scored, okay? They've scored. I'm gonna go reverse order. Seven points last weekend after the game was mostly over, right? Seventeen points against New Orleans, which took two touchdowns the last five minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. Seventeen points in regulation against Cleveland. Twenty-one points in Germany against Seattle. Sixteen points against the Rams. You know, late touchdown there to win that game, right? 22 points and a loss to the Ravens. Three points on the road to the Carolina Panthers. 18 points to the Steelers. 21-31, 12-2019. They can't score. They, they just don't score. They have a, 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 a disjointed offense. They don't seem to, to know what they're good at and what they're bad at. Supposedly Tom Brady now is changing plays. and you know, is he, I actually, I'm surprised he hasn't done that sooner. Um, and... They just don't have anything. Like, they don't have a spark. And the Bengals guys are just kind of good. Like, they're just good. And they, I feel like even with the injuries, they're going to show up. And to me, it, it's Tampa or else because I just can't stomach the three and a half on the Bengals in this spot. But I can see a situation where the Bengals just win this game, you know, just like, you know, 21 10. Like, a ho hum, won the game. Mm-hmm. Eh, not terribly exciting, but we got out with a W. Just like it, last week against the Browns. Yeah, like the same it, thing. In, in the Browns, and that pissed me off too, because the Browns had like every opportunity to cover that game. I mean, like, geez, I had six and a half, and they were like in the in the in you know in the thirty you know, thirty yard line and in four times in the fourth quarter and, and couldn't score a touchdown. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think like there's like an opportunity for for the Bengals to like solidify themselves as an even bigger favorite, beating Tampa on the road. But crack this number stinks if you're betting the Bengals. You know, uh, Bengals have reeled off five straight games here. Boy, the bookmakers, I'm surprised Jason didn't mention that as one of their biggest risks. Everyone's been betting them to win Super Bowl playoffs. I mean, you know, division. uh, And uh, this is a real big exposure for one of the books in town here I know. Uh, Going back to uh, the other team here. Oh, God, I'll tell you, Tampa. I even called them the other team here. They really – Brady's shown his age, and I'll tell you what – one player can make a difference. They miss Gronk. 
I'm sorry. Oh, they yeah. really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, – this this is really one of the most important games for Tampa this season if they want to compete. Even though I know they're six and seven and they're one game ahead, they're lucky they're in the division they are. Um, this is a giant game for them. And uh, speaking of Cincy guys, I thought like, when I was watching yesterday's Bills game, I envision us. Uh, I guess I could say it now, right? We're all, we all we're all going to Cincinnati for Week 18, and uh, supposedly going to the game. And I just can picture that kind of weather outside, snowy, us three. Oh, yeah. I just, it's going to be <laughs> gritty. Parkas, I, yeah. I, I yeah. am not, I am not an attend like sporting event guy very often anymore. I've done, Me I've either. Done football games in my life. Yeah. But I told Scott, I told our boss, if that's a week 18, which it was week 18, if it's, if yeah. it's the night game, right? Night like, game. It, it's very yeah. likely to be the night yeah. game, right? Yes. Like, it's Most for likely. the NFC North. Right. I'll 1,000% go that game. There you go. Now, wow. I, hope, I hope that MGM has a nice comfortable yeah. box maybe somewhere in the stadium. <laughs> heated, yeah. Uh, a nice sure. heated box. But, like, I went to AFC Championship game in 2018 in Kansas City at Arrowhead, uh, Patriots, Chiefs, like, the most fun. Uh, but we're going to was... be there. Like, we'll be across the street. It's easy to get in and out. Like, that's why I don't want to go. It's also going to be four degrees outside. I, I got, oh, my I got God. Hand warm- I got all my football stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have a box at the house with all the hand warmers I stole out of the locker room, all the feet warmers, and- the beanies, <laughs> the parkas, the gloves, the thermals. Like, I have a whole – that Chiefs game in 2018 – I don't know if you, you probably don't remember. Oh, yeah. They were calling for like a like a polar vortex over Airhead Stadium for that game. It was supposed to be like Was negative. that like the Blood Moon game? Or yeah, it's supposed to be like, ne- that? No, that diff- it was supposed to be like negative different. 10 for that game. It ended up being like five degrees. Um, you know one trick, by the way? I'm sure Brian knows this because you have been to cold weather games, I imagine. Uh-huh. Is you have to put something between your feet and the concrete. Yeah, that's a good one. The concrete yeah, is a good trick. like if you put like a towel down, it changes the entire game. It like makes oh, wow. your feet yeah because you're you, the concrete's cold crack. It's cold. Okay. If you put yeah. like something between your feet and the concrete, it helps with the with the warmth. Okay, yeah. cool. It's about your you guys are hands, used to this. Ben. Brian's used to this. I mean, where he lives, and you know, I'm I'm accustomed to Vegas now for the last 18 years, and my blood is definitely thinner. So I was I called my wife over. I said, "Look at this. We're going to be in this type of weather in two weeks." And uh, I hope it happens. I hope we have a a good time there in a few weeks, and uh, should be good. I think. I think uh, what's his name's come Ryan's coming with us too, right? I think this should be yeah, yeah, this our producer. Be, this Ryan should be Bershing. fun. Unless he's us moving four. again, I don't know if he's got to move his furniture around again. All right, <laughs> yeah, but he should be there. I I just think this too. While we're talking about Week 18, the Ravens yesterday they score three points. They lose a game. They open the door for the Bengals to win today. Bengals would be ten and four, and they would be in sole possession of first place if that's the outcome of the Bengals-Tampa game today. And I also think this, too, guys, is when I think of Tampa, I think, are they, in what might be Tom Brady's last season, are they going to miss out on winning a decrepit NFC South when everybody's sub-500? And when I start, like, that's not going to happen. Then I pause for a second, like, that could happen. I wouldn't bet on it to happen, but it's absolutely possible. If... If you are like a, a Bucks fan right now, are you rooting for them to miss the playoffs and get a higher draft pick and kind of like reboot this thing with a different quarterback? I would. Or are you think. holding out hope to go seven and nine or seven and ten and host the Cowboys in a playoff game? That's what I'd be doing because the difference in draft picks, yeah, you're going to move up a handful, but there's nothing guaranteed in the teens compared to the twenties or whatever it would be. Draft wise, yeah, I'd absolutely want to win the division. You got Tom Brady. 
it's the playoffs. Like, crazy things have happened before. I'd absolutely not be giving up on the season. You could call me naive, but if I were a Bucks fan, that's what I'd be rooting for. Yeah, but we're rational fans. Like we, we <laughs> like we. I mean, and and you're still holding out hope the Saints win the division. I, I see your your all your teary motive here. Just um, beat the I Panthers. Know. That's all I, I want. That's I, I have, it. Hey, man, my, my Panthers. My Panthers playoff ticket is like still my over in playoff ticket is still alive. I mean, they got the Steelers today. No Kenny Pickett. Um, they're three point home favorites, which is terrifying. I, please don't bet the Panthers today, everybody. I just, really? uh, uh, do not do that. Uh, th- this game, by the way, will be like a Steelers home game. Like it will be like I, I live in Charlotte. Um, there are fan bases. You know, the Panthers only been around for like twenty five years, right? So everyone who has season tickets is a fan of someone else to start with. And the Steelers games, there'll be seventy five percent. Steelers will be everywhere. Steelers will be everywhere today. They will. Terrible towels everywhere. Hey, earn a fifty dollar bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a fifty dollar bonus. BetMGM, the king of sports books, the king of parlays. Okay, we've got Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com, our sports handicapper. Uh, 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 what should extraordinaire. I say? Extraordinaire. Kind of su- extraordinaire. That's a better <laughs> word. Better word. We've got Jeff Schwartz on the road over in SoCal, huh? the eight-year veteran. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, this was an interesting headline throughout the week that you might not have seen coming, and it will absolutely have a big impact on today's matchup. We'll get to that story coming up. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. By the way, shout out to our guy Ramos. John Ramos in with us today. Uh, coaching, what was it? There was a little schedule change. Iowa Sam is normally our technical producer, but you've got some coaching duties going on here, Ramos? Is that right? Actually, no. I told Iowa Sam to leave. Uh, no, oh, actually. Okay. Just get out. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over. I said, you're not welcome here anymore. Uh, no, actually, uh, I have my son at the 11U travel ball game at 5 o'clock this afternoon, so I was going to do the later shift, but because of that switch, I asked Sam to switch, and he was very nice enough to... Awesome. Do that for me, so yeah. Very cool. Thank you, Sam. Cool. I, I, Appreciate I thought the for music. a second when you said that, that I was like, Sam doesn't have coaching. Like, <laughs> I was like, Sam's not coaching any team. <laughs> I'm glad we got that cleared up because I was I was a little confused by that too. <laughs> How about this? So if we dive into, it's not so much about Arizona versus Denver, but the headline is Russell Wilson cleared concussion protocol, but the head coach Nathaniel Hackett he said, as an organization, we've decided to give him another week. So he's been cleared to play, but the Broncos are like, nah, let's just sit him anyway. Uh, he was knocked unconscious against the Chiefs last week. He was scrambling for a first down, hit his head hard on the, on the ground, and uh, he left with a concussion. But for this game against Arizona, he's been cleared. He won't be playing. How about this also? Albert Breer, he was on two pros and a cup of joe. 
this week, and he was talking about Sean Payton, the former Saints head coach, and where he might land next season in the NFL if he's back. And he mentioned Denver, and he said, outside of the Chargers for Sean Payton, if the Broncos were to make a change, I think they'd probably make a run at him. I don't know if he'd want to work with Russell Wilson. It's amazing where we are this season. It just goes from bad to worse with some of these headlines regarding Russell Wilson. Yeah, because he seems like he is just hard to work with, right? And how about that poor picture of him? By the, do you see that crack? He was in a casino like last night yeah, or two nights ago, that. just looking all sad. He was like looking the, down the, on his phone yeah, or something. Just like at the, like, I, I would not be out in public like after my coach yeah. was like, yeah, you know what? We just don't want to play you, buddy. Um, yeah, look. I thought Russell Wilson was taking a slight downturn in Seattle. Not, nothing to be alarmed about, right? I mean, as you get older quarterbacks, you know, you get a little older, it happens. But it's been stunning, man, how how quickly it, it turned down. And I think it's a more – and I say this a lot. Like, I think when you try to be a – and this is who he is, not trying, but, like, when you are this robot that he is, right, this, like, this robot where everything f- feels and looks scripted, okay, like, even to the point of – him running out and faking like high fiving out the tunnel, right? Like, and, and I get, and I get people probably say, well, what, what, why are you so hard on him for these things? Like, why is that a bad thing to be prepared? And, and the problem with that to me, again, and, and I could be wrong, but I, I think I'm right on this one, is that when things don't go right and you've scripted your whole life, can you adapt in times of distress, right? Because we know that that, anything in life, but in quarterback position, a lot of it, comes down to, okay, they showed me too high, now it's one high, where do I go? My first read's not open, where's my second read? Oh, there's a blitz we might not have seen on film, but I know my rules, I'm going to get my guys right, and we're going to throw the ball quickly. Like, so much of, of that position is, I know what I know, now how do I process it while it's happening in real time? And when you're so scripted to the fact where you have to script high-fiving people as you run out of a fake huddle... You have to like, you know, you have to make sure the camera is on you when you do this warm up. Everyone can see. Like when you're so scripted, when, when you know, Broncos country, let's ride after you lose by 28 points. Like when you're so scripted, I feel like when things change on the fly, you cannot adapt to it. Mm-hmm. And in, unless Russell Wilson kind of decides to change the way he goes about his preparation, I'm not sure that that job, to your point, is attractive for Sean Payton. It's going wow. to be uh, – and you know what? I did see that photo, and I thought to myself, where can he be at that casino? I looked at it even more. I wanted to see because you could see his mindset. He just didn't – it's just one simple photo. We can all look strange in a photo. Uh, he just didn't look like he was with it. I mean, he's sitting at a table, which you're not allowed to use your phone, but I guess you can pull your phone out if you are uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I, I take it because you're not supposed to do that in a casino. But, yeah, I was just wondering when that was. Was that like a picture? Because it didn't say if it was a live I think it was, picture from it was that fr- day. I think, I think it was Friday. Or- People in, it, it's it was Friday night after he was told he wasn't playing. Mm. Okay, so he just went out and, and, and uh, hung out in the casino. All I, right, I, I think his wife was there. I think that your, yeah. saw her hand was there. I mean, I, I just he looked just so sad. I mean, obviously, he, he wants to play, and, and, and right. I get that. And yep. I do find it odd that his coach is like, yeah, you know, he's clear, but we're not going to play him. Like, we'll that, give him that another week. Is, wow. Give that, to me, is, is yeah, not 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 great. It's an interesting up, thought, you know. though, Jeff. I, I like your take where Russ has been scripted for so long. 
The thing that's interesting to me is if you go back to his Seattle days, even though he was still the same robot and he was still very scripted, he didn't play that way, right? Like he, he, yeah, he kept he, plays yes. alive. Correct. He, he scrambled. He, but it's a such a different situation now in Denver with a whole different cast. Yeah. New, so yeah, that I, matters now. I want to spend just quite a little further because you, you sparked something when you talked about Seattle. So, yeah, part of what he did was he made plays out of structure, right? We, we saw him run around and make plays. And what happens is when you get older and you stop wanting to get hit and you stop wanting to run, there has to be more structure in the offense for you to succeed, right? And when you have succeeded for so long by making those off-structure plays, when that goes away out of your game – what can you do now? That's why people like me that watch that you know cover the sport that, that analyze it talk about pocket passing, right? Of course, the plays you make, like Josh Allen last night had that touchdown. I was screaming like, "Get out of bounds!" With one second left in the first half, like, "What are you doing? Like, you just waste all the time." But he, he made the touchdown pass, right? Like, those are great plays, and you certainly need those to win games. But you also need to be good from the pocket, right? Like mm-hmm. in the in rhythm throws, the play action pass throws, like the the, the big third downs when you can't run anywhere. And I think Russell Wilson became so reliant on those off-script throws that when that running ability has disappeared a little bit, he doesn't want to get hit so much as he gets older, that kind of that pocket quarterback play, that core of your job, is not as refined as it should be. And that's why I think, again, there's more struggles he's having are because like those are, the, those are part of the reason why. All, everything I've said, I think, is all kind of packaged together. Yeah. Well, I think the same thing too, Crack, is one of these deals where how do you translate to old? How do you transition to old? And we're starting to see that with Russell Wilson where his legs earlier on, keeping plays alive, running the football, it was a big part of his game. And I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he struggled one year in transitioning to more of a pocket guy than he has been. He can still move around. He still creates with his legs, but not like he used to. And so when you transition to that, we've seen it in other sports. Look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was an athletic specimen earlier in his career, and he transitioned to more of a jump shooter later on. And so it's the same concept with the quarterback. If you're using your legs quite a bit, Josh Allen's a great example. What is Josh Allen going to be like as the Bills quarterback in his late 30s? You know, if he's still playing and he's not moving around as well, like it's going to be really interesting to see how some of these quarterbacks that move, if they're not doing that, if they're not putting the same stress on a defense, can they still be a deadly passer? Tom Brady's been a pocket guy his whole career, right? He didn't have to transition yeah, at all. Exactly, yeah, and that's the benefit. Of that. But I do think there is a, a key component to the game of being able to move. We, we know, like, that's a, a, a prerequisite now for any young football player. But again, like, the best plays that a Pat Mahomes makes and Josh Allen are not – they're great. The, the off-platform is great. Mm-hmm. But it's like third and eight, you're in the pocket, you're on the road, there's a pass rush bearing down on you, and you just zip that ball in for nine-yard completion on third down. Like Those are the plays that set guys apart, and Russell Wilson's struggling with that part of the game. Yeah. No, Money changes absolutely. everything, guys, though. This is amazing. <laughs> Happens in every sport – uh, I'm a big boxing fan. So many boxing matches you see it. These guys fight past their prime. Look at the great Muhammad Ali. He, he, he literally was retiring, and, and Don King threw $10 million at him 
uh, literally to fight late in his career. He fought Larry Holmes. He got beat up so bad. Larry, was, it was his hero. It was so hard to do. But uh, Ali was just a com- competitor and, you know, late in his career, wanted that money. These guys, too. Look at the money Wilson got. Look at the money. I don't know if it's so much for Brady there, but but uh, it was a money thing. But uh, lots of guys, though, are paying well past their prime here, and we're seeing that with a lot of the guys. They're, you know, they got to – Give these kids a, a, a chance here. Step down. But the, I know what happens, though. The owners get greedy, too. They want fans in the seats. So guys like Brady, guys like even like Wilson, these guys are fill up stadiums. So at least that, that's when they, they sell tickets. So, um, you know, and money is, but, is the main thing. But, but here's the thing about, uh, about the money crack. So to me with Russell Wilson, it's not about – he's had money, right? Sure. It, it's about when you pay him that money – you're validating that his way of doing things works, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying that, okay, Russell Wilson, we believe in you so much and what you're about and how you do things. We're going to give you this money. And to him, and I think that would be the case for all of us. If, if, we got, if, if we're doing this job and our bosses come and say to us, hey, man, we're giving you a big raise, then you think you're doing it correctly. You're, you're doing it well, right? Sure. And you probably are. And Russell Wilson, obviously, throughout his career, has done a lot of good things. I think he was on the path for the Hall of Fame. I don't know anymore. I, I don't know. Hmm. And it validates everything that he's doing, no matter how cringy it is or the over-preparation. And that's what it did. It, 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 didn't, it didn't change who he was. Like it, it just validated what he was doing. And I think that's what the money did. And Denver didn't have to pay him, right? They could have had him for one season and then decided to pay him less money or one season or two seasons and then let him go. But they, they traded him made him the face of their franchise, new ownership, by the way, paid him as well, and it validates, hey, everything that, that I'm doing is something that works, and the Broncos want me to be that guy. By the way, face of the franchise, it's a great transition to our face of the franchise, Mr. Isaac Lowenkron with the latest. Ilo, what's going on, man? We've got a LeBron James World Cup update coming up in mere moments as for the actual game itself, Argentina continues to lead France 2 to nothing. They're now in the 74th minute. Argentina scoring first in the 23rd minute on a penalty kick by Lionel Messi. And then they struck again in the 36th minute. Messi pulling it out. The call on Fox again, Argentina with a 2-0 lead over France, now in the 75th minute in the World Cup final. Now here is the LeBron James angle. So LeBron James tweeted a hype video featuring the aforementioned Lionel Messi as well as France superstar Kylian Mbappe with the caption, two of the greatest ever, let's go World Cup. The only problem was Mr. James did not tweet that at the start of the match. He sent out that tweet 10 minutes ago while the match was in the 65th minute. It was it was it was one of those it was one of those, uh, one of those um, uh, what uh, scheduled tweets, right? Apparently, wrong time. Apparently yeah, so. Yeah, probably, yeah. So he t- tweeted it out in the 65th minute with the score Argentina two to nothing. And with that in mind. Let's take a tour through the comments section, shall we? Travis <laughs> tweets, game's already over, G. Ritvik tweets, woke up too late, LOL. Boring net season tweets, bro, you late AF. 
And uh, let's see. Here's somebody else named Nick tweeting, 64 minutes behind. And finally, the icing on the cake, a gentleman from Indonesia named Shindu tweets in Indonesian, quote, Ya Gako Lu Bang. And thanks to the wonders of Google Translate, that translates to, and I quote, What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> Poor LeBron James getting roasted on a Sunday morning in Indonesia. In the National Football League, New York Jets defensive tackle Quentin Williams inactive against the Lions today because of a calf injury. New Cowboys receiver T.Y. Hilton is inactive for their game at Jacksonville. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence is active. However, linebacker Trayvon Walker inactive for Jacksonville because of an ankle injury. Fellas, I look forward to uh, LeBron James' uh, next tweet about uh, what? The Houston Astros winning the World Series? Back to you. <laughs> there you go. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Hey, real quickly, guys, if we look at this Patriots-Raiders game, Raiders favored by a point and a half, and I was just thinking about the difference between Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. So if you follow me on this one, I think with Derek Carr getting back Darren Waller, getting back Hunter Renfro, these are major weapons for him. And he hasn't gotten that same, well, he's missing Waller and Renfro. And it's been different with, with uh, Justin Herbert when he was without Mike Williams, when he didn't have Keenan Allen. I heard that a lot more then you hear, well, Derek Carr doesn't have his guys. So yeah. in any event, he gets his guys back. That's a big deal for today's game. Um, it is. So I think the reason why is um, I think when we have, like, these these big-arm quarterbacks like Herbert, like, there's so much you want to see the best of him, and it's hard to do that when no one's healthy. I think with Carr, we've seen there's been some offensive success, even with the with you know without the healthy guys. And now everyone being back. But I think for a lot of us, like, we don't look at, at Derek Carr as someone who – like now, because the weapons are back, he's going to transform into a different guy. I mean, when you say, "Okay, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are back," you see Herbert become this different player because he has dudes to throw to at least, right? Like there are times when you watch Herbert play, and you're like, "Yeah, it'd be nice if a number one wide receiver was available." I think when you watch Carr play, you don't quite feel that same way. Where you're like, "Oh man, they also have Adams. Like he has Adams. He has Adams there all season, and Adams is is fantastic." Um, this game, man, I, I like the Raiders too, Crack. I got them at plus one, I believe, earlier this week. Oh, um, nice. Oh, nice line. But, like, it is just nerve. I, it's it just, I man, they're a, it's a hard team to trust, man. It is a hard they team They are a to hard trust. team to trust. They have collapsed from so many first-half double-digit leads. Uh, that's the reason why I said money line first-half. I, I, I don't trust them in the full game. By the way, this game went to a pretty solid minus two and a half across the entire screen here. Uh, it's really actually amazing. I, I New England obviously needs the game playoff-wise, and uh, uh, you know after the Raiders collapsed uh, on me and 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 their fans and sixteen up sixteen to three with three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, lose a game like that uh, to a to a brand new Baker Mayfield squad here you know, coming into yeah. a brand new team uh, offensive line set for him. this is uh it's it's one of those games where i won't have a ton of money on it but i i do like uh vegas first half guys i hate to change the subject here for a different uh -huh. game giant line move on the screen here in the last half hour we talked about the game on the first hour of our show it moved a full point plus juice. Very hard to do on a Sunday. It was a solid four across our screen when I when I talked about it, when we talked about it earlier. The Saints getting 
Yeah. Big action. The two sports books that control the industry. That's right. There are sports books that actually control the industry. Everyone usually copies off them and, and they move off air right? because they know that's the way the line's going to happen. The Saints just went to minus five, minus 15, and minus five at the two leading sports books in town. I'll be real blunt. I kind of, uh, I actually lean towards the Saints' first half here, but I. I just thought that this is a big game probably for both teams, and I didn't see it going in that direction day of game. So it's kind of No, that's, that's a good note right there. Maybe it's skepticism. Desmond Ritter making his first NFL start, you know, the rookie out of Cincinnati. But the Saints, who that? Like a who flood dat? of money coming yeah. in on the Saints over here. Uh, by the way, one last little note on the Raiders. I'll say this. Don't underestimate the value of embarrassment. It doesn't get more embarrassing than giving up two late touchdowns sure. to a guy like Baker Fair Mayfield, enough. who was yeah. with the team for two days. Without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? So uh, that can impact Raiders, today's game. And the Raiders won three in a row after the Jeff Saturday Colts debacle loss, too. So they, they were able to bounce back from that as well. Yeah, good note. Hey, every Thursday, be sure to check out our Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM Original Podcast. Features yours truly, Brian No, Also, Jared Smith and Bill Krakenberger. We cover the the spectrum over here. College football, NFL, we get you set for the weekend in betting. That's every Thursday. Just search Fox, Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we've got Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. He's just handing out cash left and right with this insight over here, you know? Uh-huh. We got Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran, with his mood lighting over there. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Did we just see the equalizer? Oh, he just the scored twice? Mbappe scored back-to-back. There was a penalty kick he made. He just scored again. Wow. LeBron will tweet, tweet about it in about three hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, props, baby. We'll crack utter the dreaded words, hey, I'm rooting for you. Meaning I'm not siding with you. I'm not Not backing you, you. but I'm rooting for you. We'll find out next. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hey, place a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any pro football game at BetMGM. If all legs hit except for one, You'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Let's get into this. Check this out. Parlay platter. Okay, Crack, we're going to uh, we're going to uh, toss it to you over here. We're looking for a same game parlay. So, uh which team, which game do you have circled here? Yeah, I do. Uh same game parlay. We're looking at the uh, the Saints game. Let's let's go with the Saints game. So, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara over 30-plus receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to go – you could do this with the with, with the same-game parlay. You could penalize a little bit on the odds, but you could do this, though. It's correlation. Uh, also going with the over first half, 19-and-a-half, over 40-and-a-half in the game also. That comes back at plus 210. Uh, so 50 bucks gets you back $210, those three overs together. I like that. You see – 
You're good at going against the grain on these first half overs. Yeah, you had the first half over and what was it? Tampa San Fran last oh, yeah. week. Yeah. Right. That was I gave a good him call. I gave him the, the the line of like uh let's crack line. Oh, I wish yeah. you the best. I, good I wish luck, you the best. Yeah. You. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. And they, they scored like 21 points in three they did. minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that, and that's you know, that's just it guys. I talked about this a couple times earlier in the season. You'll see a lot of these games go over first half and slow down the game oh, a little absolutely. bit more in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yes. Now, it's that's is that is factored in the line, I understand. But for the most part, I would rather I send out to even my guys around 60 to 70% first half overs rather than yeah. full game over, and I think we're going to have that in the same direction. I'm going to give you guys one later. Right. All I right. do like taking the, the under second half under in a high-scoring game um, yeah. because especially in the NFL with the clock rules and Slows teams down, just sure. like are very happy. Just If it's a blowout, like if it's 14-14 at halftime, no. but no. like in a game with 21 nothing, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's the way I, to go. Um, Let's go rapid fire here. Yeah. We got some props to get to. Oh. Prop it up. Let's go play. Player plays. All right, Crack, we'll hand the baton to you again. Who do you like? I just got, just gave you guys that in the parlay platter. Uh, Kamara over, uh, that's receiving yards too, by the way, guys. Lots of talks from the Saints coaches. I love this kind of thing. When they talk about things in the media, give a little bit of a nugget of information that he's going to be getting some more touches, I'll pick that up, and that was picked up from a beat writer. So I, I like that over. Uh, Mahomes over 298.5 passing yards. Ooh, he's averaging okay. 320 uh, a game this season, and I think he makes up for last weekend's the, the three interceptions in the second half, and I think he throws for a lot of yards. I don't know if these both hit in the same game, Jeff. I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, over 69.5 rushing yards. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right. Hopefully the Texans give up like 700 yards today. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Only about an hour until kickoff week 15. It should be a lot of fun. We've got football today, and we've got football as the World Cup is going on right now. Tied up 2-2. Stoppage time is over. We go into extra time. Lionel Messi let one go. And it was it was right down the middle. Would have been a legendary goal in stoppage time. We're talking hand of God type stuff if he had scored there in like the 96th minute or whatever it would have been. I'm fired up, man. This is a great little, uh, little salad to the main course of the NFL today with the World Cup final going on. Is this is this a golden goal golden goal situation? Or are they are they go to no. shootout eventually? No, they would. Yeah, they play the whole extra time. Yeah, minutes, I love right? the golden goal. I, I wish love they it too. Just it like, back. especially in this game, you just play till someone scores, and that's yes. the end of the game. Way better that way. I'm, I'm way. I'm with you there. I will. The thing I appreciate most about soccer is, is a tight two hours, man. It's two yeah. hours. Yeah. Two hours. I mean, obviously, this is gonna go extra, but it happens. Um, but I mean, Argentina and, and Matt Ryan and the Colts kind of like hand in hand right now, right? I mean, you're up two nothing in this game. <laughs> Sorry, this match on the yeah. pitch. In, uh-huh. in Qatar, and everything was going well, and then Mbappe scored two, twice in two minutes. Like, oh, the second goal was incredible. I mean, in all sports, it's very easy to see who the best players are, right? We LeBron and KD and in NFL, you could tell Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Like, Tua. Mbappe, like it's not even close. Like, his skill level, and, and again, very novice soccer fan here, his skill level, every time I watch France play, is above and beyond anyone else's. Yeah. It's He's incredible crazy. to watch him play. 
they are Messi and Mbappe. They're they're crazy. but they're different players too, right? Yeah. Like you know, Messi has that footwork and and Mbappe's just so powerful, man. He's so powerful. Yeah, I there's not a, a smooth transition from that to Desmond Ritter, but we're just gonna make <laughs> it, right? Like we we got Falcons rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter getting his first NFL start. Falcons against the Saints. You mentioned it, crack. A lot of line movement this morning. Toward the Saints, they're up to a four and a half point favorite at BetMGM, and I wonder if this is a little bit like the Jets game—just skepticism going on with Jared Goff outdoors, skepticism with Desmond Ritter making his first start. Like, what else would it be? Are you just gung ho on the Saints today? Why would you be? It's got to be skepticism of Desmond Ritter, right, Crack? Yeah, I mean the Saints are in a position here to. Uh, you know, they, they blew it a couple weeks ago. I was actually – I actually needed them for season wins. Got a couple season win bets I'm, I'm uh, uh, not embarrassed about, but I'm going to lose them. The Saints I'm going to lose. I have over season wins there. And uh, they had a big chance to, to – for easy – probably a good schedule to, to actually get back in there, and now they don't. But this particular situation here, probably a good situation for them at home. And, uh, you know, maybe not to make a total embarrassment of their season, they were picked to win a lot more games. Um, that, speaking of that, now, I, the other game is Jeff and I, all season we've talked about this team. The New York Giants, I have under 7.5. I don't even know how I'm still alive there. 7-5, uh, and five, yeah. uh, today is a, is, a, is a big game for them. But we talked about look-ahead lines and – you know, uh, there was regular season wins you can bet throughout the year with uh, most of the sports books that that came into the new uh, the new jurisdictions. And listen, we could have had Giants under ten wins. I mean, that's just sick. We mm-hmm. talked about they were playing way over their head, and and lately, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, most people have have seen that. You, you you probably profited with that. That if you took it later in the season, yeah. they they can easily not win another game. They're playing yeah. the Vikings in, in in Minnesota, playing the Colts at home. Listen, that's the game that's going to get the, probably determine our season yeah. win, but at least my season win bet is going to be that game. And then we don't know week 18, we don't know who they're going to who's going to play who in the Eagles game. Who are they going to rest their starters home in Philadelphia? Um I still think the fans over there are going to want to win. So, anyway, I'm going off to a different game talking about this uh, Atlanta Falcon game today and um Saints have gotten lots of love by lots of sports bettors. This isn't just because of the quarterback situation. This is sharp money coming in. Like I said earlier in the show, these two sports books that set the lines for the rest of the sports books um, in the in the world don't really move on Sunday that much. Maybe a half once in a while. I'm getting a full. You're getting a full one point move today on this game. Uh, an hour before the game. And juice. So uh, this this should be an interesting thing. Let's see if the wise guys are right again. Yeah, and I shouldn't just put it all on Desmond Ritter because a couple other factors here. The Falcons' defense stinks. There's that. And then also, the Falcons covered the first six games of this season. They're 1-6 against the spread in the latest seven. So there's that involved as well. You mix in Desmond Ritter, the rookie, getting his first start on the road against the Saints' defense that could – I mean, obviously shut that offense down. Um, Yeah, I can see why there's money flooding in on the Saints. How about another game here? I didn't do this by design, Jeff, with our Saints-Panthers bet on the line here, but more quarterback news. 
you've got Kenny Pickett who's out for the Steelers and in steps in Mitch Trubisky. Interesting story during the week. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson, he was hitting the campaign trails for Mason Rudolph, who hasn't dressed. He's been inactive every game this year. And wow. Deontay Johnson said, yeah, I want to see him play, meaning Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but right. Mitch Trubisky gets the start against the Panthers. That's wild. It, it's weird that you know he doesn't want the quarterback to throw two red zone interceptions and um, <laughs> and, and throw a third one. Like, I had the yeah. Steelers last week. I, I, I don't... I don't feel bad about my pick. They're, they threw two red zone interceptions. Like one of those doesn't happen. The Steelers cover the game, right? Like it, it, it just, it's so frustrating sometimes. Um, yeah. Look, Trubisky, I think this is so funny. The talk before the season was that Trubisky was a new quarterback because he spent one season in Buffalo. He threw eight passes last season. Right. That was so ludicrous to me that a guy who we've seen play, for three years, becomes a new quarterback, not doing anything in one season. Right. He's the same pumpkin he always was. And yeah. so I get why the, <laughs> the Steelers don't want – look, Mason Rudolph, say what you want about him. I mean, he has won some games for the Steelers, right? I mean, and, and Johnson wasn't even – I'm not even sure he was even there when, when Pickett went 8-8 eight eight a couple years ago. Um, I mean, uh, Rudolph went 8-8 eight eight a, a couple years ago. Like no, He was. That's why he won. Oh, he was there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has seen him at least do something – Trubisky doesn't do anything for them. And they're playing a Panthers team. I can't figure out the Panthers. I really can't. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know what they are, honestly. I, the Panthers are one of those teams, like, just. Amazing. Right? Like, what, what are the Panthers? I don't know. I'll tell you what. They're way better with Steve Wilkes than they were with Matt Rule. Well, that's that's one thing fair. I know. Uh, might, but other than that, they're he just. Might, he might keep that night. job. But, you know, Sam Darnold's not trustworthy. The defense can be up and down, sort of. But. Yep. You know, Pittsburgh is, is really good as an underdog. Tomlin's always been good in this spot. But that's always with a better quarterback than Trubisky, who turns the ball over too much. Like, I don't really trust Matt Canada, the Steelers' OC, to come up with a game plan to use him. It, it, the, the thing with Trubisky, what, what, would, what would work with him is if you put him in like what the Bears are doing, ironically, with Justin Fields. Like, you put him in an offense that utilizes his supreme athleticism, limits the amount of reads, limits the amount of exposure, but that's not what the Steelers do. And so I don't trust them at all in this game as underdogs. Crack, this is like a huge stay away from me. I have no action on this game. I don't I don't like Carolina as a three-point favorite versus anybody. So <laughs> I would kind of agree. I mean, uh, but then again, Pittsburgh, like we said here, uh, banged up you know, the quarterback here situation. I mean, I would rather see uh, Bubby Brister than Mitch Trubisky, though. Um, Pittsburgh... Listen, this is a – by the way, it's the lowest – this means a lot to me. It's the lowest total of the week, one of the lowest totals, Arizona, Denver, Pittsburgh, Carolina. I expect probably a grind-out game. I would not be if, – guys, if you're betting this game, I'm looking across my screen. I have six two-and-a-halves and six threes. Make sure you get the three if you're taking Pittsburgh in this situation or you're laying two-and-a-half. This is a – crucial games when they have low totals like this a team a team that's like a game like this 37 points compared to a game 57 points this means a lot more points are at a premium here make sure you're getting the three if you're betting pittsburgh please yeah and you see this where uh the running games have been good where uh carolina they've run the ball a lot the past seven games are averaging 154 yards steelers defense was brutal last week against baltimore so you might have success from Carolina running the ball. Obviously, if they can do that, they will. They'll take more pressure off Sam Darnold all day if they can. And Najee Harris, he's 
scored a lot lately, four touchdowns in the past four games. Yeah. So if they're able to run the ball, you want to take uh, throws away from Mitch Trubisky if you're running the ball. You want to take throws away from yeah. Sam Darnold if you're running the ball. It's not going to turn into Army-Navy like it is the NFL, but if they're running a lot more than typically throwing, then, yeah, the under could cash. Um, it, it can cash. The thing about the Steelers' run defense, and this is why I worry that and the total is at what now you said, Crack, for this 37 game? and a half. Okay, so we saw last weekend – that the Ravens could only do one thing against the Steelers, and that's run the football. It's you know the last drive of the game. They have Anthony Brown in. I watched Anthony Brown throw every snap for Oregon last season. Okay, if you had told me Anthony Brown would be in an NFL game in the, the year, next year, I would have told you you were a liar. Okay, <laughs> they were not throwing the football, and the Steelers could not stop the Ravens' run game, not at all, yeah. the entire game, and like the Panthers to me. I think you even have a better run game than the, it's a traditional run game, and the fact that it's you know they're not you know in the pistol and whatnot, but like they they run the ball well, and I know Pittsburgh's going to have this mentality of like we can't you know, we have to make up for our play last weekend, but I could see this game being like in the third and fourth quarter the Panthers just churning out those yards and converting those into touchdowns. That's my only concern. Yeah, could be the case. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. this. Is what's great about the NFL? This is a dog game. Five and eight versus five and eight. Steelers, sure. Panthers, but the NFL geek in me, I want to see how it plays out. Like, what do the quarterbacks do? What are the quarterbacks asked to do in this game? Does Mason Rudolph see time in this game? Does Mitch last the entire game? Yeah. Like, it might not be on the center screen, yeah. but I want to be paying attention to it. The, I mean, there's, there's certainly four of six games that you put on your center screen at, at, at one o'clock, and this is not one of them. I'd imagine. That um, you know that uh, what's the other one? Um, you're not putting uh, you know, Fa- sorry Falcon Saints like those are the two kind of yeah. corner TVs. The other four in the middle. <laughs> when we haven't again we haven't right. talked much about Jacksonville and uh, correct and the Cowboys like that's a yeah. that's a really sneaky interesting game especially if Tennessee goes and loses to Los Angeles later in the afternoon. No, that is a sneaky good game, and I'm curious about Dak. My question, if we're going to dive into Dallas uh, Jacksonville, yeah. it's a good matchup, Jeff. Jacksonville hasn't beaten an NFC team oh, in 20 wild. consecutive games. It's, like it's, it's very crazy. That's um, insane. And Dak Prescott, five interceptions the last yeah. three games. They got to be a lot better at protecting the football. That's obvious. Before we get to football, crack. I, I, have a, I have a question about this line. So I saw this line. And I thought to myself, "Ooh, Jacksonville plus four. Like that seems too good to be true." Should we take Dallas minus four? Like, I, I, is that a wrong way to think about this game? Because I, I thought, no, like, I, I, like, to me, that line is like, really? I, I, plus four? Jacksonville's playing well. Dallas just kind of had a stinker. I would almost take Dallas in this spot. Dallas should have lost outright last week versus Houston. Biggest Correct. favorite of the year. 17 and a half point favorite. Well, at the end of the game, we kind of give some games, and I, I told you guys to take a divide a peanut amongst the big three dogs. This was one of them. Uh, last week uh, against Dallas, and every, some people laugh at me when they when they think that, but that's all why three the, hit, buddy. All three hit. That's why you get the points uh, you get in these games. Um, you know, I know a sharp guy in this town. That's one of the only guys I know in the industry that wins betting NFL sides. There's only two I know. They win a fraction of of a percent. Or yeah. he has Dallas this week, but. I think it could be a good spot for Jacksonville only because Dallas may have looked ahead last week, not even at this game, yeah. 
but next week's game. So they they yeah. could be even look ahead a little bit here. They're on the road. Um, you know, they have a lot of Super Bowl talk around them. And I know I say any given Sunday, any team. Well, I'll tell you what. This Jacksonville team, though, this is a team I don't trust. I mean, they lost first the Texans, I think the Broncos, and the Colts. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Texans, <laughs> Broncos, and Colts beat them outright. You just don't know what you're getting here yeah. with a team like this. So be careful, you're, guys. You're, you're looking ahead spot is accurate. Eagles and, um, and Cowboys play next weekend. Um, but I think because they played so poorly last weekend that you're not in that in that spot where you're like, you're not going to okay. have two straight look-ahead games. Yeah. I think last weekend is a couple things. One is, look, I've talked this before. Like, you don't really know the line, but you know when you're a big favorite. Like, you're not a dummy. Like, you, you, you know, they, you're, you're a big favorite. Texans aren't very good. And it's like a Mike McCarthy coach team. Like, same as, like, I, I hate to put these in the two categories, but, like, Andy Reid is a big favorite. Like, I'm just not betting on them as a big favorite. I'm not betting on Mike McCarthy as a big favorite ever. Um and, and that's what the Cowboys were last week, like sloppy turnovers, defense didn't just kind of bleh. Like, I feel like we'll get a better performance today from them than we did last weekend. The, the question becomes, is Jacksonville elevated their game the last couple of weeks? I think Trevor Lawrence has certainly taken off over the last two months. Like, he's a different player than he was. So, he's no surprise, obviously, is Doug Peterson is a fabulous coach. So... Uh, you know, Peterson to me has kind of been a difference, and, and Trevor Lawrence has just been so much better the last two months of the season. I don't Jeff, know you why. Won't, uh, excuse me, I'm go ahead, Craig. Yeah. Jeff, you won't lay double digits. I, I've noticed now where we're in 15 weeks of this show. You don't lay double digits. I haven't heard this Favorites? season, right? Favorites? No chance. No chance. There you go. There you go. NFL veteran Jeff that played no, in this I, game, Jeff Schwartz, no, I, eight I might, plus years. He knows not to lay double digits yeah. in this in this uh, like, in this league, guys. I won't even tease the Chiefs today. Like I like four, I I won't I no I, never no. tease a fourteen and a half no. never fourteen no, never no I'll, I'll never. take I'll take a uh, a ten maybe to a three and do a seven point teaser okay. and put like four three other three other sides in there but like no man like I just don't not in the NFL college football I have no problem do I laid Oregon State minus ten yesterday it closed at eight right. got a bad number but yeah it did. Um, I, like, I was with you, by the way. It went to yeah, seven like, and a half. I was laughing at myself. And so I, I pride myself on getting the best of the line. I took ten. I, I said, I was Look shocked at this game. it went to seven God. and a half. Seven I was and shocked. And a half. <laughs> Oregon State, this was their Super Bowl. Like, this is, oh, yeah. they, sure. won, they had not won 10 games since 2006. They How had, about Florida kicking a field goal at the end? Like, did, you yeah. see the, did you see, by the way, <laughs> that the, the, the Oregon State player in the background, that field goal was doing the, the Florida chomp? The Gator Chomp <laughs> in the background. I didn't get that. Yeah. All right. He was, he was, doing, he was, doing like, he was standing up to the floor. Well, so Florida Florida scoring that point, or those three points, right. sure. made it to they've, they've scored in like 400 straight games now. That, like Their streak mm-hmm. did, did not end. Ah. Um, but like that game, and this is why bowl season, I know we're an NFL show, bowl season is so tough because the motivation for these games, sure, you just don't know. And you know, who's like, opted out. And, yeah. well, so, so this game was the perfect example, I think, of – kind of paying attention to what's happening, right? So you had Oregon State, who no one opted out of this game except the guys that were hurt, like their corner was hurt and Jack Cleto was hurt. But David Martinez sued up the running back. They got smoked by Utah State in their bowl game last year. Like this was it. This is the SEC team. Florida had 27 guys out. Their quarterback, their all-SEC offensive guard, their all-SEC linebacker, their best wide receiver. And like they're already looking at 20, 20 transfers, they're looking forward to 2023. This was like the perfect storm of how, how did that line drop? All these I guys was out. I was what shocked. The heck? 
I, I think the line dropped. I, I was told because brand recognition it, had well, to be. Well, yeah. part of it, I think. I think most people put the game at about seven and a half, eight, and huh. just no one hit it till game day, and the sharps just kind of bet it down to seven and a half. Huh? Yeah, I laid it. It's crazy. Uh-huh. So hey, be sure. Be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. I was going to say, Jeff, I like how you went bleh. Like, that's better than just your standard eh. You, know, you go bleh. <laughs> I just loved that earlier. I don't know what you were talking about. Yeah, uh, Somebody's defense, I think. But uh, in any event, I like that. Very. I, nice. I, I'll mix it up for you every now and then. I like that. I like that. We've got Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. We've got Bill Krakenberger from CrackWins.com. I'm Brian No, we got a lot to do. Coming up next. Prime time. Did you think this was going to be a big game in a prime time spot? And more importantly, did you think this other game was going to be an absolute dud? We'll get to that. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime guarantee. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Okay, oh. prime time wise. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait. oh my gosh. Sorry. So for the people listening here, Argentina almost won it. Tw- <laughs> they almost scored twice, and it oh, is a goal. Wait, they can't. he was. I think, I think he was in he the was goal. In when the he knocked net. the ball out. Yeah. Okay. I think, so he was, I think the player on France was in the net Mine says when free too. he kicked yep. it out. Wow. Okay, so it was a near goal the first time, and the uh, the rebound, the next guy kicked it in, and there was a, a France player that was apparently, as Jeff said, in the net, so it counts. So here's wow. here, show the replay now. No offsides, which I guess I, I, I understand, but I, no, I don't think anyone actually understands what offsides is. Yeah, so no offsides either time. Goalie blocks close, the first yeah. shot with his face. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's a goal. Yeah. He was very much wow. in the goal. Oh, oh my yeah, god, the way, goalie yeah. blocked yeah. the shot with his face. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right off the nose. That's messed up to not get the save when it's right off the beak like that. But yeah, Argentina leads three two. Clear goal. Was that messy with the rebound right there? I don't think it was. It was another guy. Oh no, I, I, it, it was, was. It was messy. Yeah. Oh wow. That's I'm telling you, man. If there's not another goal, that's some hand of God type stuff with the uh, you know the Argentina history and Diego Maradona, and that's what's awesome, man. We're seeing this live right now. Okay, so uh, Giants Commanders, huh? How about this? How about this primetime game? I, the thing that stands out to me beyond the game is uh, obviously if we're looking at sides, Giants heading in the wrong direction. Washington has played much yeah. better as of late. Of course, these teams tied just a couple of weeks ago, 2020. One of the props that stands out to me, Daniel Jones, his rushing total, yeah. it's only 28 and a half. That's one of the things, it's one of the only things he does great is run the football. He's had a lot of success against Washington running it. I think he runs for at least 29 today. You guys like that? Um, very quickly. 
there's 10 minutes left in this game, okay? In this match, sorry. Uh-huh. And Argentina has players on, on their bench in full tiers in, like, oh, a not happy good. panic. Like, yeah. I've played in close games before. I, I don't... Yeah, I've never all. seen a, a reaction like that from my own bench, like in like happy, anxious tears. Like it, it's it's so it's an important event. Um, all right, back to this game. So the the fascinating part of this game, by the way, is that Washington played the Giants, had a bye week, plays the Giants again. So they've been preparing for the Giants now for one whole month, right? Mm. The week leading up to the Giants game, the bye week, then. The week after, which is now, like the they've been they've been preparing for this game for almost a month now, right? Um, so they should be very dialed into what the Giants want to do, and that's why maybe the numbers are low. Crack like they, they just they should know what to do if you're Washington in this game to win. You know, uh, first off, I want to go back to the original thing because I won't be doing this again for four years, <laughs> and. I don't I'm not going to miss it. I'm sorry. I'm just not a soccer fan. I'm uh, not going to cry with you Argentina or for you from Madonna and Avida. Uh I I really I don't know what it is. I just I can't get into soccer. I'm a, I'm an American sports fan. I'm a baseball, apple pie and 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 NFL fan here and boxing. But uh let's talk about this this Washington Giant game. Hey, listen guys, I'm not a trend guy. You know that. I don't like going back previous seasons. One of my guys sent me something on this game, though. The Giants have dropped 11 straight primetime games. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you are talking about uh, some different squads, I do understand. And I'm probably not going to go by that. As a matter of fact, the sharper side here is the dog. Game opened up five, hovered around five. Even this morning I seen a five. Then I seen four and a half, and one of the sharp books has a four today. Um this is two teams going in two different directions. I think Washington is like six and one. I guess you want to count that push. Six, one, and one. And probably heading toward a playoff run here. So uh, it's an important game for them, but we have to remember this is one of those division games. And for some reason, these teams get up for these division games. Even though Washington was looking forward to this game, um, I'm not laying any points over three on any game in the NFL. You're never going to hear me do that. Very rare, anyway. I'm just, I just don't do it. So I'm not going to be doing it in this spot either. But uh, this will be a fun one to watch. Actually, it's a good primetime game. Should be good. Big wild card implications, obviously, in this one. The winner is in a good spot to make it to the playoffs yeah. here. So Giants Commanders tonight, who would have thought you'd have that big of a sure. playoff uh, situation here. And then the primetime game tomorrow night, Monday Night Football, Rams-Packers, they're combined 9-17. and 17. That's what yeah, the combined geez. record is on the season. Unbelievable it's turned into this, but Baker Mayfield getting the start again, and the Packers, whose defense has just given up 400 yards in four straight games. Um, both teams obviously will miss yeah. the playoffs, so crazy it's turned out like that. Giants, Commanders, big stakes, Rams, Packers. Yeah. That was the thing going into the season. We were like, we know the Rams are good, the Packers are good, and Tampa's good. And it's uh, like, look how things have turned out. Yeah, not, not, at all, not at all any of those things, right? Um, yeah, you know, the, the game tomorrow, I am not one who believes that we're going to see sort of like this revival for Baker Mayfield in this game. I do think that the Sean McVay is an outstanding quarterback coach. We've seen this offense work with many different coaches. 
But Baker Mayfield had, what, three good passes in the last five minutes of that game? Like, it wasn't <laughs> like he played. And I guess you can argue, make the argument that, you know, in the second game in this offense, he should be able to, to do a little bit better, which is certainly true. But the Rams, again, they're out their best wide receiver. Their, their offensive line switches each week because of injuries. They're out their best defensive player. The Packers still have a, a, a slimmer of hope, right? Like, they're not out of the playoffs yet. And the line is seven. I, if you bet this game, God bless you. Um, but, like, I, I think the Rams are in, in trouble in this one. Yeah, I would agree with that. You'd have to think so, right? Can lightning strike two weeks in a and row? I, I also crack. I don't know if you're with me on this one. I wouldn't tease the Packers. I wouldn't put them in a money line parlay. Ooh. I wouldn't touch the Packers at all this week. You're speaking Crack's language, not putting the seven-point favorite in a money line parlay. He does yeah. love that. No, yeah. no, I, I don't like putting uh, big favorites in, in money line parlays. People just throw them in and say, oh, that's an easy win. That's the reason why the books make all the money they make. And you're right, Jeff. Uh, first of all, I, I, I don't tease off seven. I'll, I have to, it has to be seven and a half or higher, eight and a half, nine and a half. That's my really favorite wheelhouse. I... Do not. I probably won't even watch this game. There's the Green Bay game, uh, Green Bay Rams. I have little or no interest in it. Um, I, I just it's, it's it looks like a snooze fest to me. They didn't mean to put this game up with. The, well, they didn't know the situation. Like like Brian said, um, just want to. I want to change. So I do this all the time, guys. You understand? Mm-hmm. I have a live odd screen. That I pay five hundred dollars a we month like for. It. it shows it shows the live odds everywhere in the world. So uh, game we haven't talked about at all. Uh-huh. Philadelphia, Chicago. Boy, opened up nine and a half. Chicago getting all the love today from the sharp guys down to eight and a half. Just want to tell you guys it's a big, big move to move uh, from nine and a half to oh. eight and a half. Chicago has a nice home dog situation here. Uh, Philadelphia may be also looking past this game at next week's big uh, Dallas game. Uh, probably a good probably a good spot for Chicago, and I'm sorry to go off – no, you're good. Anything. Totally fine. Yeah. We can even, you know, crack if you want this. You know, when, when there's a, a pick, there you know, go. on the and and Jeff, I heard you sighing there. This is why you don't cry before the game is over. Yes. If you're Argentina, is it going to be a penalty kick for it France a, here? It is a penalty kick for France. I, I don't, oh I don't gosh. get like the whole. And I, I mean, sorry, I do get it, but like, I, I guess they're saying his arm. They argue that his arm, like. Hit the hit the shot, and that's why I intentionally yeah, hit so the shot. So it's a handball. You, you can't like you can't have your arm. Think about setting a pick in basketball, where you yeah. have your arms. You can't have the chicken wing. You can't have the chicken wing go out there and redirect a shot, right? And if you do that, they'll get you every time. If this goalie blocks this this kick for Argentina, he'll never pay for a meal the rest of his entire <laughs> that, life. And of course, he did absolutely. Do it and it's against I don't want everyone to do the stutter kick. Like oh, this man. is Mbappe's hat trick, right? Third goal of the game throws him off. Yeah, it's a three-three, guys. The score three, is three-three. Wow! Wow! Congrats to the overbetters in this Another game. Another equalizer. France was also plus two hundred at one. Excuse me, plus twenty thousand. I think at one point in this game. Yeah, two hundred wow. to one. Um, wow! At one point in this game. To uh, sure, to, two nothing, yeah. and uh, yeah, and I mean it was two nothing with seventy eight minutes left. It wasn't, wow. I mean, with twelve minutes left, it was seventeen. Yeah. So it, it looks like we're going to uh, shoot out now. The interesting part about this, by the way, is in in our country, the NFL starts on Fox in twenty three minutes. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. and they said yeah. they're going to move the game to FS one. And, huh. play the, and put the NFL games on at oh, one o'clock wow. as usual. Yeah. So it'll be pretty tight. It'll be close. You it, know, it probably be, will I mean, bleed over at this it, pace. It has to bleed over, right? Because the way the penalty kicks work, yeah. just the, the time of the penalty. If, if, look, there's still three minutes left. There'll be probably a little bit of extra time, not much. 
And yeah. our, our team has already got the ball now in the box. Like, they're – wow. This is kind Crazy. of exciting. I'm not going to lie. Let, let's work in Isaac Lowentron over here because we are just – we're giddy right now with the final up for grabs here, Ilo. France and Argentina tied 3-3 in the 119th minute of stoppage time in the World Cup final as we speak. So one more minute of stoppage time, and then we find out how much extra time we have. And if it remains tied, then the World Cup will be decided by a penalty kick shootout Wow. Once again, now, it was a 2-0 lead for Argentina going into the 80th minute. Kylian Mbappe, France's superstar, scored on a penalty kick in the 80th minute. Scored again in the 81st minute to tie it 2-2. And then Argentina superstar Lionel Messi, who had given them a 1-0 lead all the way back in the 23rd minute, would strike for the second time in the game, 18 minutes into overtime, and here's how that sounded on Fox. Latour Martinez is going to get to that one, knocks it down for Messi, into the middle, Fernandez, Latour Martinez, save Messi! Cleared away, did it cross the line? Did it cross the line? Yes, it did! Argentina You could hear the offside, it was very close, but Argentina was not offside, so the goal stood. Here's how that same goal that put Argentina up 3-2 to two sounded in Spanish on Telemundo with the great Andres Cantor. At a footnote here, you can listen to his color guy say to him in Spanish, hey, they might have been offsides, but Cantor didn't want to hear it. He just wanted to <laughs> rip off his goal call. Listen. No, Lautaro, Lautaro, está veritado, Messi, la pelota, viene para Lautaro, Messi, So that gave Argentina a 3-2 lead in the 108th minute, and then France awarded a penalty kick in the 118th minute. They had Mbappe take the penalty kick as he tried to become just the second player in World Cup history to record a final, a, a hat-trick in the World Cup final. The first was Jeff Hurst for England back in 1966. Here's how it sounded on Fox. Now the 118th minute. So a hat trick, a tie <laughs> that's score. It. That's how we get. Wow. Well, I'll tell no, you like, what. Oh, it's like the 118th minute. Why don't we level. listen to our mom, our man Andres Contour and his goal call of the penalty kick by Mbappe in Spanish on Telemundo? Here it is, Andres Contour on the penalty kick. Hat trick in a final para seguir aumentando su leyenda. Qué dipocho. Qué momento. Mbappé contra Vivo, el héroe de los penales en la Copa América. ¡Va Mbappé! ¡Gol! 
So there we have it. Argentina mm. and France tied at three. We are in the final minute of stoppage time in extra time. And if we remain scoreless for the next minute or so, the World Cup final will go to penalty kicks. Hat trick for Kylian Mbappe. Two goals for Argentina's Lionel Messi. Argentina has a chance right now in the area. France oh. gets back, and the save is made by France. No foul called, and it looks like we are indeed going to penalty kicks to decide the World Cup tied at three stoppage time with just a couple of more seconds remaining. Guys, back to you. I feel like we were shortchanged on audio. I got to be honest with you, Ilo. We didn't Sorry. get like, the hey, uh, German call. We like what, what's up with that, man? We didn't get the Japanese call. Like, <laughs> hey, I, don't blame me. Blame that no energy hack Cantor who doesn't even drink coffee and sounds like he's asleep. <laughs> hey, by the way, Ramos said this in my ear real fast. It's a great point by him. These announcers that were like, oh, "I might be offsides. Might, they might have been offside right there." That would be like. <gasps> A huge touchdown in the NFL. Oh, God. It was almost a, a goal by France. It'd be like a huge touchdown in the NFL, and the color commentator's like, I don't know, it might be a legal motion. I'm not sure. <laughs> it would be, like, be like Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? And Ken Dryden being like, yeah, icing was called. Sorry. You know? <laughs> uh, oh, dude, uh, this last, like, these these teams. You know, the thing about, I find so fascinating about soccer is, like, for – and I know that part of it is this is the sport, the strategy and whatnot of kind of going back and forth early. But, like, there's a lot of time where nothing happens, obviously, right? And then all of a sudden, the end of these games, like, a different like – they're, they're both so aggressive trying yeah. to score. And you get these, right. these runs back and forth, back and forth, back and – like, Argentina's blocked a kick, and all of a sudden now it's Argentina corner, like, in, in 30 seconds. Yeah. I know it, right? Like I get you got to pace yourself a little bit, but some of this is just, bro. Why wasn't this happening earlier? You know, I think that we're, it's probably about about that time we're going go to go to penalty kicks. If you are the coach, are you are you sending out your best first, or are you saving the best for last? I like at least in the middle. You can't just have like Neymar didn't get a penalty kick for Brazil at the end. Like you can't have your best guy not get a kick. So you, you know what I mean? You think they should go like third? I'd go first, third at the last. You know, yeah. but I'm not saving them fifth is my World Cup strategy. Right um, there. Yeah, this is crazy. I, I kind of like golden goal. I, I, the PKs are exciting. I get that. Yeah. But I feel like wouldn't it be fun if we just the first goal, like you just, that's it. Like once once yeah. this, this horn yeah. rings for the. I think so. And it would have been messy. Yeah. Messy with that goal. It's over. Argentina wins. Bye. Yeah. See you four years from now. Hey, new users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN. <laughs> In the Bet MGM app. All right, we got a lot to do. We got Jeff Schwartz, eight year NFL veteran. We've got Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. I'm Brian No. We have about 16 features we're going to get into the final segment because we've been distracted by soccer. <laughs> so we got to make some picks. Crack has his play of the day. Lots of good stuff on the way. It's Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by Bet MGM. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hey, props to the crew. Ramos, 
technical producer today, filling in for Iowa Sam. Ryan Bershinger, our trusted producer. Isaac Lowenkron, the update man with all the audio. Top of the hour, Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman, Rich Ornberger, keep it locked here. They have you covered football from corner to corner. Let's dive into this. Rapid Fire. Okay, we each have a pick for you here. This might be our most challenging segment yet with the World Cup final hanging in the balance as France misses. Oh, my gosh. Argentina's up 2-1 right now. France has gotten blocked and just missed. So this has Argentina written all over it. Crack, we'll start with you in the meantime, man. What do you like today? Let's go to that Steelers game. Well, by the way, that game has moved down to 37 almost everywhere. Look, we're going to go to a uh, uh, prop here on Najee Harris under 70 and a half total yards. Kind of a committee there of splitting different uh, recently, a split recently with tough matchup, 37 points. Uh, I like the under there for his yards. Okay. What do you like, Jeff? I, I'll take Argentina on the live line. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're up three. They're up three one. They need one more goal and one more block, and this is done. Here, um, I like the Titans plus three. I, I mean, look, I, I, maybe I'm being suckered and taking the Titans for the four, like, fourth week in a row. Um, but I just like the way they play this game against the Chargers. The way they play their game. So I'll take Tennessee in this matchup plus the three points. Yeah, I'm going to live a little bit dangerously. I'm looking at the Raiders. Josh Jacobs has been fantastic, the running back. I'm going to take under 80 and a half rushing yards. Belichick isn't going to let him run all day on him. And plus, Derek Carr gets his weapons back. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, I think they're going to throw it a lot more effectively today. So I'll live dangerously. Hey, if it could be a Nick Chubb type thing like last night. If the Browns, they were leading, Nick Chubb got some yardage at the end. If the Raiders are leading, could be dangerous with Josh Jacobs, but I'll take the under in this one. We got time for the best play. Let's get to this. And this is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown. Give it to me. All right, Crack, what is it, bud? All right, you guys got... All right, Saints, first half, minus three. There we go. Have a there great holiday. Is. Happy uh, holidays. Everybody enjoy week 15 and the World Cup.